When Georgia starts singing, it is like nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> All tea. He's always on my mind. Okay. <laughs> I love your energy. Okay. <laughs> Help. You're rushing the lines. Just relax okay. and get in the groove, because right now everything is really rushed. I say maybe we should do line by line. Yeah. The day I first met him. The day that I first... The day. The day, the day, the I, day first... I first met him. I don't think Michelle's liking what I'm giving, so I'm really struggling right now. The day I first met him. The day I first met him. There's no math. The day I first met him. The day I first met him. No, oh my met. god, I keep on doing it. Met is one him. syllable. Met at him. No, met no. him. Met. Oh shit. She's pitchy, she's off note. She doesn't know what she's singing. Her repetition's bad. The day I first met him. The day I first met. Oh, fucking shit. Should we try to talk it? Uh. Find the note. Find the note. She's off note. Can you be off note? Yeah. Oh, God. Mary. <laughs> yeah. Can you be off note? Can you hold a note? Ben, can you be off of one? <laughs> I, I, can, I can hold a note. I can yeah. be off note. Uh, let me write this post-it note. Yeah. Is any of that um, possible? <laughs> well, uh, it certainly was this episode. Um this is obviously Mary's a clip when Georges is recording in the studio, quote unquote, with, with Michelle uh, and the composer. Um, David. Mary. <laughs> David. David. He had two lines. <laughs> Otherwise, he just worked that synthesizer. But, you know, let's put names where names are due. David Steinberg, <laughs> you know, DJ David Steinberg. Who, if you're following along on UK versus the world, also wrote West End Wendy's. Well, isn't she, uh, don't those don't those little toes just tap all over this great nation? <laughs> Mary, I I could not believe that they showed us Michelle Visage literally saving this group's challenge. I mean. Yeah, I I really feel like um, they they just want to see what Georges is going to do for Snatch Game. I guess that's what this is all about. <laughs> let's just see what she's going to do. Uh, I, I I can't understand any other reason why we are putting swimmies on her arms at this point to stay in the competition. I um. There are so many moments in this moment that I think are worth discussing. We talked about the note phrase briefly, which is fine. That's all we need to say. But Georges, uh, first of all, Georges is adorable. Georges is doing the best that she can. Um, but I think Michelle, um, I, I love how Michelle, first of all, she goes, help. And I, yeah. it almost felt really off script. Oh, I think it was. I think it got to the point where it was like, oh, my training in seduction 20 odd years, <laughs> 25 years ago, 30 years ago has uh, now, uh, you know, left me. David, David Steinberg behind the synthesizers. Do you have any notes? Because all I can do is line readings. <laughs> all I can do is get up there and just do it myself at this point. So, David, if you well, have anything. <laughs> 
uh, it, you know, it's interesting because you hear her at the end ask him. She's like, can we can we speak it? She's asking the, the, the composer, which is like an ask. It's like a big ask. Um, and I maybe a big ask. He probably has no ego about it whatsoever. But uh, it's just interesting how, well, Jasmine didn't get to speak and Jasmine probably should have spoken. Um, but it's interesting that all of a sudden her entire verse um, becomes just so adorable. And they take out the whole singing challenge. Um, I, I, I guess I'm not blaming Georges here. I just think it's interesting that production just kind of allowed, allowed Georges to play to her strength when her strength was not singing. Could that have happened if it was a dance challenge? I, I mean, I think there's... RuPaul, I don't remember now at this point because we're doing this Mrs. Doubtfire season of doing two seasons at once. I don't know what table I'm at, but at one of them, RuPaul <laughs> said something about if you don't know how to do something, you got to figure something out, you know? Mm, mm-hmm. But uh, also, I thought that her speaking, singing, speak singing, Rex Harrisoning it in the end was great and totally yeah. authentic to what they were trying to capture. Didn't bother me in the least. Didn't even care about the earrings not being there. Honestly, that was the problem that I had the most of all was that the swimmies <laughs> made her the best swimmer, you know, or a good swimmer, a good swimmer, not the best swimmer, a good swimmer. She was certainly the most engaging in that group because she was the only one speaking. Yeah, and I was really, like, she took the moment. In the way that they were saying about Daya, you know, one girl kind of takes the spotlight. It was like, in some ways, like, Georgia's, maybe she wasn't the, she didn't feel like the star of the group, but she was definitely the BSA of the group, you know? Oh, oh, definitely, and you love a BSA. And I love oh a BSA. I, I mean, mean if, if we're talking about girl groups, uh, we all love Jennifer Holiday, but... Mary, Cheryl Lee Ralph. And I, I never knew if it was the other way around. I always thought Cheryl Lee Ralph was the lead, and then it was Jennifer Holiday coming in for the BSA, but maybe I've only seen Dreamgirls once. <laughs> well, Jennifer Holiday uh, is, plays Effie White, and then Dina is played by Cheryl Lee Ralph. Right. No, I know who plays who. I guess I just always had the idea that, like, Effie was the, like, you know, I don't know. She always felt like a I BSA to me. I guess Effie is kind of a BSA. I guess you're right. I just found that musical to be about Effie. Even though everybody's like, no, it's about Dina. But I still see it so much about Effie. Like, I can't see it any other way. But That's a BSA uh, but for yeah, you. So- it's the power. <laughs> it's the fucking power, girl. Uh, wouldn't it have been great if they got Charlie Ralph to do this coaching with the girls? Oh, uh, my God. Or Loretta Br- Devine. Bring your... Bring your corks, girls. Yeah. Bring your bring corks. Your corks. Or, or Cheryl would bring her own. Oh, my yes. God. <laughs> Shirley Corks. Yeah. Shirley Corks. Yeah. Put a Ralph um, in it. It'll do wonders for your picture. <laughs> <laughs> so Michelle Visage, though, was there to help. I got to say, and we saw part of it in this clip of the week. Um, I thought she did a fantastic job with this challenge. She really made this challenge. She elevated this challenge. From what I saw, at least from this edit, she really elevated the vocals here. She she helped the girls in ways that I think that she wouldn't have been able to help them in acting. Oh, yeah. I mean, while I, you know, gently reading Michelle for line readings, she really did help these girls figure out like a, a certain tone. And there were certain moments of like, 
it made sense that she was doing line readings because I felt like some of these girls might not know these references other than the like binder you gave them in the workroom an hour ago, you know? So like, sure. I, I appreciated that there was kind of a like, you know, let me give you some point of view here and what this is supposed to sound like. And it was, it was fun. I, I felt like Michelle was really in her element as well. Yeah. Uh, all of her suggestions. I was like, great, great. They left that in. Great, great. Amazing. So, yeah. Uh, but, but it, I don't know. I felt like we needed to start our discussion this week with, well, George is really, God, she got out of there like a, like a bandit. Yeah. She got through. Uh, and I, and yet when I saw the final product, it wasn't like the, the ball where I was like, this, this one, this, this schmata with the cookie cutters. (laughs) This time I was like, well, I mean, it it worked, right? Like this is, this is, and it totally made sense. It didn't feel like they had kind of, you know, like in, in old, like aerobics tapes, there would be like one girl in the back doing modified moves. And I feel Mm. like this didn't feel like Jasmine was doing modified moves. This wasn't like Trish in the back for doing low impact steps. This was just a different energy that the song needed. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, and I have bigger thoughts about the challenge then that kind of leads my, my brain to start talking about the challenge as a whole. Do you want to go right there or do you want to get into this episode? I Let's get into it. Cause I mean, I I'll mm. say that uh, at the top, like I loved this challenge. Yes. And yes, and I want to break that down. Yes, yeah. yes. I do too. That's what I want to talk about specifically. Yes, the production, and I have some some other things to say, some other like other nuanced ideas uh, within there. But yeah, let's get into it, Mary. Yeah. This was a great episode. I had a great time. I really feel like God bless you. Uh, I really feel like I, I maybe I'll edit that sneeze out, and no one will know why I'm blessing you. But uh, I really feel like this is a continuation of just like a different level of production on drag race this season. This was like top four production. Get lucky. Mm, right. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And, and yet was even more so. Cause I, I was like, Oh, you have a lot going on on stage the whole time. It was oh, really Mary. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to talk about it. So, yeah. um, we should go no further without saying, I'm really, really disappointed that Kerry Colby is gone. This has been in this Mrs. Doubtfire season of two seasons of Drag Race at once. Truly, I feel like I am Pierce Brosnan choking on the shrimp. First, we lose Mm. Pangina. Spoiler alert to anybody who missed that shocking news. Then we lose Kerry Colby. I, I, like Caracaobe. I, I at this point I'm just kind of like uh, I'm. And Cor- I, what's next? You know. So rough week. Rough week. A really rough week. You know, the narrator is dead. In, in dead is gone. Um, in into the woods when they sacrifice the narrator, man, all hell breaks loose. 
in act two of into the woods. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think to your point, uh, in terms of like the narrator, you know, even as Carrie labels herself on Twitter as Carrie, the narrator Colby, uh, I think what I noticed at the top of this episode and, and it's still up for grabs, but there was this moment of it's a new day in the workroom that Willow had that was like, Oh, are you here? To, are you tapping in? Cause when she was like, you know, and the competition okay. is heating up and I know that's so cheesy. <laughs> the competition is heating up. And I thought if we're going to switch to a new narrator, this is a good energy, you know? Oh, there's, you know, Bosco totally. is a good commentator. Totally. And, you know, she could probably fill in. Um, and Angeria as well can turn a phrase. Yep, yep. So it, we're going to be okay. But I just, I can't help but go to Into the Woods as this, like, really eerie parallel. Because once the narrator dies, Mary, or once they sorry, get rid of the narrator. There's one very tragic loss left before they slay the giant. And then, you know, the play ends. So I'm wonder, like, I'm just like, oh no, are we going to lose somebody that we really love? I like, mean, uh, does Into the Woods have a chocolate bar? You know? It, it does. Well, shit, I guess... <laughs> Angeria, it's been fun, you know? Just it doesn't have a chocolate bar. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I'm just... Well, no, Mary. It, well, here, let's fantasize. It's the baker's wife who dies. Right, and, right, right. Like, really stupidly. Yeah. Like, does not need to die and whatever. Well, many... Well, anyway, that could be a whole Only Mary's episode about, like, why the baker's wife needed to die into the woods. But... Um, and many w would argue that she didn't. But... But she does. So who is the baker's wife Who's the... in the cast of season 14? Marys, let us know. Because I, I feel like the baker's wife has very much like you go in thinking, oh, there's our girl. Like we, we kind of that's such a main story in a way in my memories of Into the Woods mm. that like yes. the baker's wife could be fucking Bosco. You know what I mean? Mary, I know. You want to break hearts? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Y'all wanted a twist? Well, here's I'm scared that it's going to be like Willow. Yeah, well, Willow, I feel like, is like little Jack the Beanstalk, you know? Jack oh, or a little red. A little red. Yeah, a little red. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, I think okay. it's the widow, the widow wed, widow wed riding hood. <laughs> widow wed white. All right, hood. Mary. <laughs> it's a widowhood. And she knows things now. Yeah, she's got a widow basket. <laughs> she's excited and scared. Um, <laughs> where Mary... am I? Where am I? Anyway. <laughs> Um, Mary, let's talk about this episode. Yes, uh, we have Willow kind of sort of stepping in. We get a really cute little moment of uh, Andrea chasing Carrie around the workroom. Yeah, Auntie's gone um, wild. Yeah. Yes, Auntie's gone wild. Uh, just love it. Um, and we get Bosco the next day in the workroom coming in looking like Debbie Thornberry. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> At, which is a reference I, I can't believe I'm getting, but I, you're so right. It's very, it's very <laughs> Debbie Thornberry. Jane, Jane Sibbett, Be Debbie Thornberry. I feel like there was another one someone had mentioned recently. Who does Bosco look like? I think, oh, lest we all forget Lacey Gate from last week. Oh, Lacey Gate. Lacey yes. Gate. Which <laughs> Becky? Which <laughs> Becky is Bosco? Yeah. <laughs> Which Becky is Bosco is a great name for a song. Yeah. Um, she also is giving a little bit of like Clarissa Explains It All. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's overalls of Drag Race, right? It's more overalls, right? 
Uh, I I love an overall though, I, and I, I don't is. know if yeah. I always do. I'm just yeah. surprised to see so many overalls on Drag Race. I did not know this was such a thing. I don't think I <laughs> well, would it, look good in overalls. It is a workroom, Mary. <laughs> well, sure, but I mean, you know, where's the OSHA guidelines on the wall? You know, I think overalls are really sexy because. It's easy on, easy off, and you could very easily like so you could very easily be only wearing overalls. And you just kind of reach in the side, you know. And it's just like whoop, yeah. It's kind of like that fantasy of you're getting a haircut and suddenly whoop, you know. What? What? Those who know know. You know, anyone who's had their barber quote unquote accidentally rub their crotch against your arm knows what I'm talking about. Oh, that definitely I get, but. You made it sound like he was reaching into you. And I'm like, with scissors? No, with his free hand, girl. <laughs> oh, I, okay. My barber uses two hands. <laughs> okay, Edward. <laughs> oh, Mary, we get a reading challenge. What are you, What's Diane Weiss? I, I think of... <laughs> don't speak. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's interesting about this whole episode... So... You know, just my little Easter egg for what I'm going to say later. But everybody did really well in the reading challenge. Like, they made sure to show everybody doing successfully, pretty much. Except for maybe Jasmine. And I, I kind of love that Jasmine is not good at reading. I think that's very necessary <laughs> to the narrative that Jasmine also is is a bit of like a Miss Fame or a bit of a Coco Montrese mm. of like, I can see Katya from your house. Yeah. <laughs> I did want to know, I think this is the first time that RuPaul has said, uh, inspired by the legendary documentary Paris is Burning and not just the legendary oh. Paris is Burning. I just thought that oh, was an interesting... Okay. Oh, just so you know, it's a documentary. That's a nuance that I don't think I've ever heard before. Did you feel very attacked when Lady Camden made the podcasting joke? I, of course I did. I was like, well, clearly uh, somebody's been... I don't know if somebody's coming for us, you know, so cancel her. Not rooting for her anymore. <laughs> I hope you like Sacramento. I don't. <laughs> uh... Yeah, Lady Camden uh, finally saw what we looked like and was like, I'm going to make a joke about that. Yeah, I bet that really little Drag Race podcast is going to feel this one. <laughs> yeah, let's punch down. Let's punch way down. <laughs> I've heard of that podcast. <laughs> I've listened to them uh, ever. <laughs> you know who wasn't funny either was, um, I don't know, it wasn't that funny. And I wanted her to be really funny because... As one of our Marys on Instagram pointed out, uh, if you have not followed us yet on Instagram, it's all right, Mary Pod. Uh, that Deja looked like a science teacher with two pairs of glasses on. Oh yeah, like the goggles over the glasses for like uh -huh. science experiment day. I <laughs> yes. listen. I'll I'll always love a CVS receipt joke. I feel like that's like the people's humor. We all know how about okay. a long CVS receipt, okay. but yes, uh, yes. There was a little it's an Ellen joke or a Seinfeld joke. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Why is the receipt so long? Yeah, what's yeah. the deal with the what's receipts? What am I paying for the paper? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, what is the deal okay, with receipts? <laughs> You want me to call a number? Uh, <laughs> leave me alone. I'm trying to buy toothpaste. Uh, that's my. That's not my Jerry Seinfeld. That's just a generic New York comedian. Uh, uh, anyway, I a little nuance that stood out to me. Jasmine may have been terrible and not terrible, but not great in the reading challenge. But 
I think after w- Lady Camden reads Willow for like being uh, the you know Hunchback of Notre Dame, Jasmine like gets right in Willow's face and goes, "Oh my god!" And it's just like my favorite little nuance. It's in the corner of the shot, and it's just exactly what Jasmine would do during the reading challenge. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I should have. I don't know if it was loud enough to capture as a sound clip, but it's it's worth watching really i couldn't help but love how jasmine of course when she's quote unquote reading carrie colby uh she talks about her mother tasha colby as soon as she um, said it i was like <laughs> if that doesn't happen in our recap at this point in discussion i am just gonna stop recording but she says it, she's like, you are beautiful, just like your mother. And of course I went straight to scream. Yes. Oh, well, there's the edit, girl. There's the edit, yes. of just like her mother cut back to Sasha Colby, but it's a shot of like Jasmine's <laughs> face over Sydney's face in the stall. <laughs> Maybe she's a slut, just like your mother. Oh. Sasha uh, Colby. <laughs> Sasha Colby. Anyway, um, that's where my head went. And I was having a great time during this reading challenge. Um, Bosco, I thought, had the very, very clever reads that they showed us. The fact, putting, you put the bottom in lobotomy. The fact that nobody has said that yet is uh, a travesty. Yeah, I mean, I think Bosco did a great job. I I might give it to Lady Camden just for, like, the delivery was just so slick mm. and like a little bit faster. And like you are, you just have just the tiniest waste of time. I mean, just like jokes like that, that I've also never heard before. And I, I was glad that RuPaul kind of did the, like what I always think of is in season eight, when they do that weird, um, Oh, the weird dance challenge where they're all, full, you know, Spanish ladies and oh, Thorgy yeah, Thor does, right. uh, <clears throat> Oh, what's, I'm blanking on so many names now. The, she does the one oh, with Frida Kahlo. And so, so Thorgy doesn't win the mini challenge, but RuPaul says, and special mention to Thorgy Thor for your Frida Kahlo. And so I felt like Lady Camden got this special mention this for this reading challenge. Oh, yes, she did. She did get a special mention. I'm surprised she didn't mention Willow either, because Willow definitely could have won. Oh, I, Willow's was also great, yeah. Uh, it is though, unlike the past where, you know, kind of like snatch game where you got to wade through a lot of bad reads, either mm. the girls are getting reads written for them by Bob, the drag queen, or they are just editing this better. But I feel like it was really only Jasmine that it was like, Ooh, uh, yeah, quite. like I, 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 I really do wonder. And again, this is just me as a viewer having no idea. They sign an NDA. They're not allowed to tell us. But like, do they get a chance to rehearse these? Do they get a chance to write these down? You know, I who knows? I don't know. I always just imagine that it's like it, it's just Jujube with her notebook. You know, I just I feel like that's what I would be doing is kind of like taking some notes, mm-hmm. knowing the reading challenge is coming, like just kind of I don't know. It, it would feel almost like a probably for myself would be like a coping mechanism for anxiety of like, let me just process all of this as a narrative. So I'm not thinking of it as my real life, you know? Yeah. And who knows, maybe the Queens all do really well and RuPaul and production is just like, well, Bosco wins. And then they edit it so that Bosco wins. Right. You know what I right. Mean? They already know who wins before they edit <clears throat> the, the, the clips. Absolutely. Right. Uh, right, right, more right, importantly, right. we get this very integrated sweet tarts tie in. 
Uh, Mary, oh, this candy, all this candy, this chocolate, these tarts, these little suckers. Diabetti this season, honestly, she must feel. Oh she god. must feel attacked. I. Oh my god, worse than Sasha Velour getting a year's worth of hamburgers. Oh yes, and I think didn't she also get? She got hamburgers. I think she also got some kind of hair care thing as well. Um, <laughs> it was just like one thing after the other. She did not need, but you know, the. I, when I saw this of like, you know, and, you know, Bosco, you get $2,500, you know, thanks to sweet tarts. And for everyone else, we've got sweet tarts. And <laughs> the thing is having brief, you know, for a period of my life, not brief period, but a long period of my life worked in digital advertising. And I've seen these conversations about integrated marketing and like how to like work it into the brand. And I can imagine the emails and the conference calls about working in okay so what if we had so what we want to do is have a line of what we've come up with is why be one thing when you could be two mm -hmm. so we were hoping to see yeah. maybe if Ru rupaul could say that and then like can i get an amen and then like what if we had what if the girls were eating the sweet tarts while they were going through the script like literally these are the conversations dollars yep. to donuts that were had and it's so insufferable because there's so much of like protecting the brand and certain word usages and like it it's so it's how the it's how the lights stay on i get it and this wasn't like the most offensive product placement they've ever had but it did feel a little like once they were eating the sweet tarts while they were reading the script i was like we get it we get it it's like that Project Runway episode we recently watched, The Rainway, when they were talking about the fridge. Yes, it's that level. <laughs> I think we said like Project Runway is one of the worst in terms of product the integrations. The worst. It's like you are fooling no one, Bravo. Yeah. You're fooling no one. No one. You too, Lifetime. We know she's moved. But like it's, it's worse <laughs> than Tyra's. And you girls know we have fabulous prizes. I mean, it is... But this was this was definitely uh, Project Runway bad in my in my opinion. Yeah, Lincoln Navigator on the comeback. Oh, yeah. Can you just say the Lincoln Navigator? Yeah. <laughs> well, they and the the pit stop this week was Monet was with Katya and like it was perfect because they had to integrate the sweet tarts into the pit stop and Katya. It was just very obvious. She's like, oh, do you want me to hold the thing now? Do you want me to shake them now? You know. <laughs> and that's the only product integration I'll accept in this in this format. You know. Oh, in this format for sure. It has it has to be smarter than the product placement. Yeah, it has to you know be in mean? drag. Yeah, yeah, they have to drag it up. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Um, <clears throat> brings us to our first kind of BSA of the week um, for me. Uh, Deja Sky uh, putting on her bathrobe. Oh my god, this. I lost my mind and I was I was looking through the BSA responses because I was like, does anyone else notice this? And I love that one of our Marys said, because it's chilly in the main office. <laughs> I because <laughs> it's chilly in the main office. Get out of my house. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> the, heat, the heat doesn't work. No, yeah. it's just like uh, and you see her just putting the robe on and then sitting in that chair that kind of rolls back a bit as she sits in it. Oh. Mm. Uh, God, yeah, Deja. The bathroom with Deja Sky is one of the best. And I don't know if people, people are like, Johnny, what are you talking about? Why are you being so hyperbolic? But like, it really is. It it sums up one, like to be one of the best moments on Drag Race ever. And I don't know why I can't explain it because I can't, but it was just something that I just loved. 
And I was like, oh, this is why I watch this show. I mean, <laughs> the reality is we could probably do a whole Only Marys on what that moment brought out from mom putting on her robe in the morning <laughs> to this kind of like older adult in the room who's chilly to just the, the organic mundane nature of on a show like Drag Race watching a girl put a robe on and that they don't <laughs> cut it and that it's like not even in the background. I mean, there's so much about it where it was like... This is yeah. so dumb. It wasn't dumb. even the best shot. No. Yeah. It was like low and yeah. like. It, the shot messed up. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. It to moved for totally sure. Totally unnecessary. And yet this whole episode <laughs> would fall apart without this scene. This whole season Ugh. might fall apart without this scene. I would just love to know if a director is like, oh, all right, Mary's going to love this. Let's keep it. Let's love that. Let's put this in there. They're going to love this. I know Lady Camden's going to do a read that's kind of a wink to them. So what if we included this moment? They love moms and robes and weird moments. Like, it's crazy, right? You know? They love when people do human things on television. <laughs> Let's make them more human. Let's make them season. more human. They're going to love this. <laughs> And then send Carrie Colby. Yes, way, I just home way early. yeah, just as we yeah. really got them like you know feeling like we're paying attention to them. Then let's send their favorite home. <laughs> I think that's what's anyway. going to happen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They, you know, we get these girl groups. Uh, Mary, you know, I'm talking to you, Colin. Uh, '60s doo-wop girl groups are is like my thing, and they're definitely my favorite. So when this was all going on, I was just like. I'm cleaning out. I'm cleaning out. Oh, yeah. I mean, this would be like if they were doing like a 90s infomercial challenge for me. It's like, what's a thing that you just salivate for that you'd love a challenge? Like when people say, mm -hmm. what's a challenge on Drag Race you'd love to do? I feel like this would be in your. Yeah. Maybe one of the challenge. The, the challenge is called her. Uh, her who. Let's see. Hereditary. Hereditary. Uh, trying to make it rue. Um, but they did hereditary, but it's like they dragged it up. Like you would, you would. Oh, I, I, yeah. And I would be diabetic about being the, the Tony Collette character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And, and you know what? That does bring it. I mean, diabetic, I feel like her quote unquote cutthroat energy. First of all, you know, this is nothing compared to season three. But second of all, I feel like doesn't Bosco or someone have a talking head where it's like, just because you're not like, like if you have one moment, maybe this was even in the pit stop, but essentially it was like, if you have one moment of like being competitive, suddenly you're seen as like cutthroat and heartless. Right, right. And I don't even know if this is competitive, but it's just like, I mean, I don't know. There were other girls that were not giving up their part. She was just right. the most outspoken about it. Right, right. And, you know, of course, <clears throat> Principal Sky was the team player and was like, well... I'll go over. I'll be a, a brunette. And like, not for nothing. Yeah, she, she's going to do lunch duty that She'll day. do That's lunch duty. That's essentially what that argument yeah. is. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'll do it. I realize we, we need someone to be a team player here. Uh, I've got that period free. But I feel like right. flashing forward, she was really a saving grace on that team. Uh, oh, so, definitely. You yeah, know. Definitely. But, and you know, not to say that Daya like didn't do well in that group. I think she would have done well in any group. Um, but she, she found the funny one. And I think that was really smart of her. I mean, you know, usually I would have expected with Daya being this, like, you know, stubborn about what she wanted. I thought, oh man, that queen gets punished in the narrative. And then, I mm. mean, it wasn't even an unjustified win. I, I, I mean, we'll get to it, but it was like, well, she kind of was great. So 
Well, I have other thoughts on that. All right. But we'll get there. Uh, not, not to say that I totally disagree, but there's other things around it. Um, I, yeah, no, I, I, I loved all the puns. They fit so well. The Shangri-Las, the Rupreams, and the Runettes. It's almost like, I don't know, like, how have they not done this before? Like, this was so smart. Uh, they, they, I don't know. It worked out so well. It did. And, and, you know, obviously we'll get to them, but I thought all three songs were really good. And, like, I, I didn't, I mean... I would listen to these on iTunes. I don't know if I'd buy them. I might listen to it on Spotify. But I thought they were all really fun songs. So, the the, the Shangri La's one was very very good. It which was one was really, that? Really really well done. That's the leader of the pack uh, parody. The the uh, the Bosco Diawilla one. Oh God, yeah. I mean that one yeah. was. That's the best one. That was that that was genius. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, well, we talked about Michelle a little bit. Um, we find out when they're doing the dance rehearsal. Oh, my God. So much happened. Um, we find out that Deja is a cheer coach. I was going to say the same thing. Did we know that she was a cheer coach for children? Did oh, we know that this was my. a thing? <laughs> it made me love Deja so much. Well, and I do want to say, and I, I, I don't want this to, because I am feeling mu- a lot of good feelings. My heart is soaring through the sky. Uh, but I do want to say that at least during her, her, you know, rehearsals with, with Michelle, that Deja also says that she doesn't know if she can carry a note and no, I know, I know. I just want to mention that, you know, uh, I know know, Mary, it's a thing, you know, it's not correct. It's a thing for me. It's a thing for me. And you know what? I, I sometimes, you know, don't say correct words. I say you know, sung or instead of saying, and I still don't even know what it is. And I should review that email, but like, and I want to be better. Um, and at the same time, yes, I'm a stickler for this hold a note thing. So. Well, you be a stickler about these things. I'm a stickler about Oak Tag. I think that we have to stand. Oh, me too, Mary. You have to stand me firm too. on the things you feel. <laughs> don't, don't waffle if you're not, if you're having pancakes, girl. Uh, I'm a stickler about manila folders. Oh, God, I loved her on All Stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally <Folders>. robbed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, totally robbed by Naomi Smalls. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. that's <laughs> middle of his own. Um, yeah, so we find out Deja is a cheer coach for kids. It totally contextualizes her. Like when we found out that Zavaleta was a kindergarten teacher? Yes, or a preschool teacher or whatever. Yeah. Preschool teacher, yeah. And she was wearing that sweater when she talked about it. It was like, uh-huh. oh, duh. And no, once, yeah. once, uh, and it was, not only did we find out that Deja was a cheer coach, but she was dressed as a cheer coach when we found out about it. Yeah, I know, she had I know, those like what, uh. those those windbreaker kind of shorts and a, a yeah. sporty t-shirt and sneakies and you know she had her her coach glasses on. I don't know if she had a hat. I don't think she did. And she needed a whistle. I, I was just going to say she needed a whistle, you know? Uh Yeah. She yeah. she left her key ring and her walkie-talkie, you know, in her chilly office. Well, I also love this moment because we found out that Georges's nickname, apparently for Willow, is Georgie. And I, Mary, I melted. I Georgie, just died. Georgie. 
Georgie. But and I haven't even seen the movie. But whenever I think of Georgie, I think of the movie It. Doesn't the Doesn't the clown go yes, like, man. "Come on, Georgie," yes. or something like that? Yes, it's correct. Making Mary. references Georgie. I honestly don't know, but I feel like he's Pennywise. in a rain gutter yes. going, "Come on, Georgie, we all float down <laughs> oh here." Fucking jail, bitch! You know, like I don't it's, know. It's the first scene of It. Yes, and it's one of the one of the scariest movies ever. This little boy is chasing his like his paper toy boat that he made. Uh, it's raining and he's wearing this yellow slicker and he and it goes into a storm drain on, in the in the road and that's when he sees Pennywise. Yeah, yeah, it's really scary. Georgie, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Georgie is great. You know, I don't I I don't know if we should save this for nuance. Maybe we will talk more about it. But I got to see Georgie and Jasmine and Karakolba perform on Tuesday in Brooklyn. Oh, oh, how do you like that? Uh, well, it's up to you, Mary, because I feel like you you have, you know, if you feel like it's a nuanced conversation. Uh... It is, yeah. But I, I just want to say, Georgie in person does not look like a Georgie. Georgie is a Georgius, Mary. Yeah, I feel like Georgie out of drag in The Windbreaker and The Talking Heads, the track and field star, I could see a little bit of Georgie. You know, I could see yeah. yelling from the bleachers, come on, Georgie! But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, you know, doing the 400-meter heat, you know? Uh-huh, yeah, the heat. Um, <clears throat> yes, anyway, moving on. I will, we'll revisit in nuance, maybe, because uh, there were some really great moments of that night. Um, I'm glad that Bosco gets up there and goes, Wilson Phillips is up, because we didn't get another Wilson Phillips reference. Another great girl group. Yeah, I mean, it does kind of, if they wanted to do a challenge like this again, I mean, that really raises the question of, like, obviously they've done girl groups before, but I think doing something that's so kind of set in a time period, the 80s is kind of done, but, like, an early 90s girl group, Mm. I don't think they've really, right? I don't think they've really tapped into, like, how much meat is on those bones and how many people, like, want that 90s nostalgia, you know? En Vogue, Mary, La Bouche. Uh-huh, uh-huh. La da da di da 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 Yeah, as, as a woman once said very wisely. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Mary. Um, as, SWV is, uh, is, is that, that's kind of mid-90s or is that late-90s? SWV, I feel like that's mid-90s. I don't know, what they have that song, but I can't think of what it is. Weak. I get so weaker than me. Maybe, maybe it's that. Uh, you know what? The thing is, I confuse SWV with the ones uh, where my not where my girls at. Um, yeah, where my girls oh, at? Yeah, where my girls at? Yeah, seven o seven o two. I confuse them with seven o two. Yeah, <laughs> that don't you? If you heard weak, you'd get it. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm sure I would. It's I think it's a great. It's a great tune. It's because I had the I had the cassette for seven o two, and I did not have SWV. So, oh, yeah, well, I bought the whole album. Um, Yeah. I mean, that kind of brings us into that conversation uh, about favorite girl groups. Do you have any favorite girl groups besides 702? Um, I'm hmm, favorite girl groups because I mean, Asa Base isn't a girl group because there's two boys, but I feel like. It's girl mm. group adjacent. I uh-huh. like Abba. You love Abba. I too. love Abba. Yeah. I love, um, you know, I think when we did Drag Race UK, maybe season two, I feel like I had a deeper appreciation of appreciation of steps that I don't think oh, I yeah. had before. I feel like I was mm. like, oh yeah, steps. 
Because uh, you loved steps, or did you learn about steps and love it? I love think steps. I had known about steps in the past. I feel like I had a, a like a, a CD single of theirs at some point that I probably bought very shamefully and didn't want anyone to see uh, many years ago. But, I, I, you know, I, I think that really, that season and Michelle doing the song with them kind of was like, oh, yeah, steps and the one in Dubai, you know? Uh, oh. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like girl groups, that's a good question. Do you have uh, any favorite girl groups? Oh, Mary, like girl groups are, it's like my dog whistle. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the minute there's a girl group, I immediately love it. I think it's because it's my mom's fault because she's the one that got me into the Crystals and the Chiffons and the Ronettes and the Supremes because she was listening to them on the radio. Um, remember the radio, Mary? Oh, yeah, remember the radio? <laughs> remember when that was a thing? Yeah. <laughs> it's always something. It's always something. Um, <clears throat> well, I don't know if you remember a band with a one-hit wonder um, named 3LW. I do remember 3LW, but I don't remember what their one-hit wonder was. No, I'm not the one. Say it again. Sing, say it again. Uh, it's, uh, oh, God, my friend and I, my friend Kyle and I, used to sing this song to each other while we were passing each other in the hallway. Uh, it was called No More, Baby, I'm a Do Right. Do you remember this song? No, no. more, no more, baby, I'm a do right, do right. Ugh, I so mean, that good. came out in like, these are all like the 2000s. This is late 90s. Late 90s, late 90s early 2000s, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I think that I, I just must have missed this. I was, you know, I mean... It's a whole only Marys of things we listen to as teenagers, like, and not in a cool way. But I was not listening to anything that other people were listening to. But that's not because I was cool. It was like weird things. So I feel like I've kind of like Carrie Colby. There's a lot of church music, you know. He would pass me in the hallway, and he would go "Ungruma thing," and I'd go "No more," and then that would be it. Like it was like a script. It was so fun. Um, also Dream. Do you remember Dream? He Loves You Not? Yes, I do remember that. I do remember Dream. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. So for our, our choir nerds or our, you know, little gay losers like me, the, the alto harmony in that song is so hard. It is so hard to figure out. So I just wanted to put that out there if you have figured out the alto harmony in dreams he loves you not like props to you because i mean it is oof it is a tricky harmony um for the broadway lovers i loved the doo-wop girls or the street urchins from the little shop of horrors mm-hmm. do you know that show yeah i saw the show that you produced when you oh, were at right. mel's <laughs> i saw it yeah alan mankin yeah <laughs> Alan Menken. Alan Menken. Um, uh, obviously, um, you know, En Vogue and La Bouche, TLC. Well, and La Bouche was just a man and a woman. I just want to make sure, you know, I don't, you know, just to be clear, it was just two people. Uh, but TLC. Oh, I always thought that was a girl group there. No, it's just two. Oh, my God. It, my mind is blown it's right It's just now. two people because <laughs> he does all the raps and she does all the la da 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 Oh, I see. Of course. And, uh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, be my lover, right. not be no, our lover, yeah, no, you know? You're, you're absolutely right, you're absolutely right. Um, TLC, obviously, uh, we've talked about TLC plenty of times when talking about Chili. Chili, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Emmy nominee, Best Supporting Actress, Chili. 
Um, there's also a K-pop girl group named the Wonder Girls that I also love. Oh, I feel like that's a whole other world of like girl groups that I know nothing about that are probably great. I feel like K-pop is, it's like, oh, I'm, if I dug in, I'd probably love a lot of them, you know? Yeah, well, the Wonder Girls, we've used the Wonder Girls uh, Be My Baby um, for uh, Last Chance Lip Sync before, I believe. Mm. Um, and I said Little Mix, right? Uh, you just said it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, otherwise, you know, uh, those, that's kind of like my little list that I wrote down because I was like, ugh, got to talk about these girl groups. These girl groups, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think um, I'll have to think about that. I feel like, yeah, girl groups, not that I didn't like them, but I guess I was just more of a Backstreet Boys girl. What can I say? No. Uh, hey, well, that makes sense to me. It all checks out. Yeah. Well, you know, one girl group I'll say, you know, and I think this we probably did this as a last chance lip sync, but there's this girl group called the Sugar Babes, and they have the song Push the Button that is so good. And okay. I'll never get tired of it. It 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 takes me places. But anyway. Uh, You're making me think of the Sugar Cubes, which was Bjork's first band. Yeah, no, not to be confused with. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, um, we, we get a little Social Justice Corner uh, from Carrie talking about how she wasn't allowed to listen to secular music. I kind of loved that quote that she said. She's like, be, be patient with me, y'all, because I do come from a very different place. It's interesting because we get a lot of like pop culture shaming these days where it's like, oh my God, you didn't see this or you don't mm-hmm. remember this or you don't know this. And it's like, yeah, not everybody grew up the same way, Mary. I mean, I don't want to be one of those people, but this did remind me a bit of when Plastique Tiara was like, oh yeah, I didn't really hear about Beyonce till like six months ago. And I'm like, no, 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 you did, but you did. That one I'm not going to buy. Take your hug from RuPaul, but I'm not going to buy that you didn't know who Beyonce was. <laughs> that whole conflict like ruined the internet. People were up in arms. Oh, yeah. There was, there were, there was a lot of conflict because it had to do with uh, immigration. It had to do with cultural capital. It had to do with gay things. It, oh, my God. It, that was an insane moment of Drag Race fandom. Yeah. Like, I'll never forget that. God forbid anybody <laughs> took anything with a grain of salt, you know? Uh, <laughs> and God forbid anybody doesn't know who Beyonce is. Well, sure. <laughs> I know I'm outraged. 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 Um, but it's like, and it's like, and you're a drag queen and you perform all the time. Like, Surely one of your drag queen friends has done a mega mix and you're like, what's this about single ladies? Who's that? I mean, anyway, not to bring Tiara into this, but. Uh, well, let's talk about uh, Daya and Jasmine before we talk about the main kind of challenge. I, I don't have much to say about it, except this seems to be the conflict, quote unquote, that the show is running with. Yeah, I feel like Daya and Jasmine fighting is like when you mix mayo and sour cream when you're making spinach dip. That's how I see this. It's about as exciting. Okay, so I've never made spinach dip before. It's not exciting. I I don't think you need to make spinach dip. I think you just need to imagine sour cream and mayonnaise being mixed together. Okay, that's what I. How does that make you feel? I blocked it out. Yeah, I blocked out those words as you said them to me because I just kind of dry heat. Now, how do you feel? (laughs) Yeah. But that's what I picture is when you when you put the they're they're two similar but different consistencies, a similar kind of overall kind of white blandness, and now they're kind of trying to integrate, and it's like I don't even know I don't ugh, just put the spinach mix in it, you know, um, <laughs> Mayo Betty, yeah Mayo Betty, yeah yeah, um, 
Sour Kennedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm wondering what your thoughts are on the kind of show. Again, I mean, it, it wasn't even just Daya digging her heels into the challenge. Because you said earlier, you're like, Daya did not get the episode that we thought she was going to get. Normally, this type of behavior is punished in some way by production. Um, it's interesting, though, because the fandom is sort of punishing her. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's there's there is the way people react when they see the episode, but then there's also like what the episode telegraphs. And I think we've seen the past couple weeks of Daya having like really strong opinions and and acting emotionally at moments and maybe not being miscongeniality all the time. And the kind of like moral compass of the show is to like eventually put that queen in her place for not being a team player or something. Mm. And I just feel like that's not happening here. Like Daya's being, you know, stubborn and competitive and a little season three about things. And then she's doing well. And so it's kind of like, it reminds me of Raja where they'd show a talking head of her being like, yeah, I don't know. Stacy just needs to like go home and talk to the bullfrogs and then she'd win the challenge. And wow. it's that feeling that we think we had with season three of like, Oh, but I want I want the nice girls to be rewarded. I want mean <laughs> girls don't get crowns, you know. And it's like, but the, you know, but she didn't fail this week, so it's just not. Yeah, it's an unexpected beat. I did think that like this whole conflict between them, Daya's still not wrong. Like, I yeah. I don't think she needed to apologize to Jasmine. No, she wasn't insulting Jasmine. No, that's the other thing is that like Daya was like. Yeah, I, so first of all, the producers told Jasmine what Daya had said before yes. Jasmine was in the room. So Jasmine heard about it, and now she wants to be confronted. Now she's confronting Daya, and Daya's like, yeah, I she's did like, oh, say I'll that. Do, I'll do the drama, guys. Yeah, I'll okay, do it. Great. And Daya's like, yeah, I said it, absolutely. And then I talked to Georges about it later, and she's like, yeah, but he didn't talk to me about it. <laughs> well, you were preparing to lip sync. Didn't want to bother you. Talking to you about it now, and like, no shade, but I just didn't like her outfit. Like, Nowhere was Daya wrong. I'm no, so, she wrong. You might not like her tone, you know? Yeah, right, I need to right. smoke. I want to be in this group. <laughs> like, you might not like that. I don't either. But the police report, the, the, the transcript of what she's saying is correct. She was like, oh, my God, Jasmine, you have a beautiful body. I'm so sorry. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so sorry that you have a beautiful body and the judges don't care if you just throw some fabric around it. I'm really, you know... <laughs> My two-faced heart really goes out to you. I mean... Yeah, it seemed like it was just drummed up conflict. And sure, I think Jasmine's trying to run with it. And Daya's like, girl, get out of my station. Yeah, I think Jasmine is, you know, we've talked about her all season as older sister. I think some people see younger sister. There's, you know, math league. There's swim scholarship. There's all these different things. And I feel like, and I think one of her Marys has all written in even of like the, like, extroverted twin but also the evolution of jasmine into like being the trophy wife of an old rich guy and i think there's something <laughs> about jasmine that is navigating into sharon stone in casino territory oh my god of course you know i don't know what it is uh. but i she's on the road to it and i think if you watch jasmine through that lens it makes her so fascinating in this season like it really gives her a nuance of like, there's just this edge, you know? There is a, a knowing edge sometimes with Jasmine, for sure. I mean, she's from New York City. Interesting that the girl from New York City is sticking around. Uh, you know, um, I just wanted to point that out. 
Um, <clears throat> you know, one New York girl with one I, shoe. With one shoe, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I Daya is getting a bad kind of. They're painting Daya to be this sort of like I don't know villain a little bit, and I would be lying if I didn't say like yeah, like I have a bad taste in my mouth with Daya. Yeah, I hate mayo. Yeah, yeah. I've had Daya cheese. Does it taste like cheese? Tastes a little bit more like crystal really method, well. you know? Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if I love Daya. And that might be the show's fault, you know, because of this edit that's happening. But, like, I don't know. Daya's rubbing me the wrong way. I Just putting that out there. I agree. I mean, that being said, I think, you know, getting to the, the production, the quack, quack, put in the duck in production, you know, she's really the first solo that we hear. And, like, I thought that that kind of – tone of like actually i don't i forgot my glasses (laughs) was this very specific satirical tone that almost no one else captured and Mm. that elevated her i think above the others was there was a a wink wink in on it all that daya had that is like yeah i mean you got to give it to her biella like i'm not i i'm not there i think daya was great i think that this whole group was really like all equally great. And I don't know why all of them weren't in the top together or why they didn't get like a group win because, because then I'd go to the runway to decide, right? Because I thought all three of them were, did really, really well. Um, Willow is the one that stole kind of the, the, the scene for me, but, um, and, and Daya, I'm not saying Daya wasn't great, but Willow just kind of stole things for me. Um, and I, I guess I don't know why, but this this whole song, yeah, uh, w- was the tits. Oh, yeah. I mean, the just the whole narrative of it. I mean, in some ways, I feel like when Daya in the rehearsals, when she did the watch out, Johnny, I felt like that was I, I knew exactly what she was capturing. And I almost uh-huh. wished it was a little bit more like that in the final product, like a little more spoken and dramatic uh because i just love that like melodrama of like you Mm. know and then he got hit by a bus but you know one of our marys i think pointed out in the in the bsa of the week uh story that they were concerned that willow might be getting a similar read to lemon in uk versus the world where it was like great performance not much in the face i had kind of gotten the same feeling the first time i watched it too i was like well she's hitting all the moves but i just there's something not showing up on her face. Like, to be honest, I don't know what it was. And they say the way you're like, I don't really know what it was about Daya. I don't know what it was about Bosco and, and Willow, but they were like a little bit lower energy than I expected. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll take that just kind of being subjective, but that kind of brings me to a much bigger discussion about this challenge. First of all, I got to say, I loved, loved the production of this. I thought the opening with like the filters and and the camera angles and stuff was so good. All of their, you know, black and white poses, the costumes, the vinyl transitions with the record names. Um, I thought that the choreo was all accessible. Um, and the background dancers, those guys worked their fucking asses off. Oh, I love that. They were so good. And I love those costumes. I... Yeah, the 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 attention to detail in recreating this moment on TV, this feeling, and and not <clears throat> trying to dumb it down for the kids too much. No offense to the kids, but you know what I mean. I felt like 
in a weird like way. There was something educational about it that I was so happy about because it was still fun and accessible. And yet it was like not pandering to an audience, you know? Oh, completely, completely. Uh, those guys in the background were just, oh. I mean, if you go back and you watch it, like they are dancing the entire time. They're, oh God, they were just killing it. Anyway, um, I found this to actually be, here we go, go with me, an easy challenge. And not like, oh, it was easy, but like easy in the way that the song was edited in the Queen's favor. It was almost like it was, like just an easy breezy challenge. Everyone kind of doing the same success wise and the judges can kind of pick and choose from there. I, I agree. I think overall I did, I was glad that, I mean, yeah, I know Jasmine kind of stood out, but I was glad that overall it was also kind of like with Drag Race Thailand where it was like, well, put on a good show, you know, like. Yeah, or Dragula. Yeah, yeah. right. I'm like, well, we're going to put on a good show and then maybe we'll point out some details that, you know, for example, Carrie Colby, I did not necessarily pick up that she was like hunching forward so much, but then getting the note later, I was like, oh yeah, that probably was happening, but they didn't like lean on it and take away no. from the fun of the performance, you know? They made everybody look really great. I mean, even Jasmine, like it, it wasn't like the sore thumb. It wasn't like Bibi Zahara Benet in the finale of All Stars 3. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't Like, the they legs. didn't just, like, cut to her looking like yeah. a fish out of water. My God. No. I can't believe still that they showed that. Yeah. Anyway. She was like that <laughs> the, the Billy Bass on the wall that turns and sings at you when you walk by. <laughs> oh, yeah. Take me um, to the water. <laughs> right. Sitting by the dock of the bay. Right? Could you imagine? Rock-a-tiki-ta-ta. Uh, <laughs> Pussy, bitch. <laughs> Pussy. Um, I just felt like this, they wanted a successful, everything was so successful. The dancing, the camera movement, the mm -hmm. angles, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the genre was just presented so well. The, the song production, whether it was like the vocals and what they did to make all the queens sound really good, or if it was just uh, even just the writing of the parody. Mary, this was brilliant that they took these three songs that are very specifically parodies of Leader of the Pack, Be My Baby, and Baby Love. I, I, it was just so pitch perfect for me. I loved this. I, yeah, I, I thought all three were, as I said before, I think, you know, all three of them are really fun songs. I thought even if you didn't know the references, I still felt like they were, as I said before, this was also accessible. I, this was, yeah, this was so impressive. I, uh, in terms of, you know, standout moments and whatnot, one thing I also really appreciated was the extent to which Deja Sky was channeling Ronnie Spector. Like, oh, I know. that was like, I was like, oh, you, you're, that's, you got it, girl. Like, it definitely in the face and the, in the hair. I was like, there was something about it that I was very, you know, I was very pleased by what was under that robe, you know? Uh, also, <laughs> your teacher says take off your yeah, robes. Yeah, teacher says take off. Yeah, yeah, principal says put on your robes. It's chilly in here. <laughs> uh, I also, I, I feel like Jasmine, uh, while she maybe didn't look like a sore thumb, she did look a lot like Jane Kaczmarek. Did you ever, did you notice? I mean, that's a weird thing to notice, but it's a thing to look for. I didn't notice that. Uh, no, I didn't notice very that. Jane, that's, that's great. Very Jane Kaczmarek. Yeah, yeah. Jasmine in the middle. Jasmine in the middle. Oh, oh, like, oh, okay, now I know who that yeah. is. Oh, oh okay, great. The mom right. from Mom, right. Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. Yes. 
Thank you, thank you. Um, that's all I needed. Um, yeah, the, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know if I love the lyrics of the second two songs. Uh, the best one was by far Bad Boy Baby. It was uh, just so, so funny and so well done as a parody. The other ones I don't think really got it. And the challenge really just, just was this just like layer of icing and then the judges were able to just kind of pluck from there. That's, that's what I got. Um, and I still loved the production. I think the Rupreme's, the, that their song keeps sticking in my head, and in particular, you know, Lady Camden's choreography of the way that they spin on the word happiness is so pleasing. It's so mm. beautiful, the way their dresses, and they all do it in unison. It's so good. And so that stuck in my head is that little happiness moment. But uh, yeah, overall... I fucking love this challenge. This would be fun to rewatch more than once. You know what I mean? I would even just watch the challenge, you know, the final product. I want, yeah, I want Drag Race to put on good challenges. I don't want to see anybody like fumbling or fucking up. Like I want the parodies that they put on to be like, you know, Pee Wee Herman level parody, funny. Like I want all of it to be great. Does that make sense? I don't think you're asking for the moon. Look at all those Emmys, you know? There you go, Mary. Um, they just need a, oh, some more writers in those Ooh, writing rooms. Uh, a little bit, little different editing or a different production story editing style. That's all I want to say. Um, do you want to talk about the runway? Yeah. Is this like a delayed Valentine's Day runway? Did they just not sync <laughs> it up perfectly? It was like, oh, shit, we're a week off. No one's going to notice. Well, I noticed. <laughs> Maybe. Um you know, we didn't really, uh, I, I, well, when we get to her, we'll talk about her. But uh, Angeria, I think, deserves some praise for her performance. Oh, Angeria um, was, I thought she could have very, very easily won this week. I thought she was, definitely. It, it was definitely that thing that they talk about of like, you just were at such ease and you were just, you know, like you put everybody, you know, made everyone comfortable to watch perform. I like, whether or not she was channeling Diana Ross, she was channeling, like, specifically, I don't even care. She was just doing the challenge perfectly. Yeah. No, she got that, like, style and that uh, genre, like, right there. Yeah, no, she did so well. You know, I put out on Instagram that I feel like Angeria could have won every single challenge this season. Uh, hyperbolic statement, sure. Uh, maybe not last week during the acting challenge, but... Every other challenge, I think she like could have been edited to to win it. Um, it's just interesting to see Angeria just excelling so much. Yeah, I mean that I I I worry I worry about our little our little mm. baker's wife. You know. Um, I also love to see Drag Race parallels, and we have two that happened on this runway. Do you know the two? Uh, I know about one later, but I don't think I do. So bring it to the runway. Oh, I'm so excited. So Georges, when she comes down in that like puffy heart look with yep. the lingerie, mm -hmm. she does the shh and then the I'm cold. Movie. Oh, I saw that people were saying that on Instagram of when she does Blair St. Clair. And I was like, when? What is she? <laughs> so good. When was Georges insufferable the entire season in her talking heads? Um <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> oh God! I this is like nomination for BSA. The fact that she's bringing 
the Blair St. Clair slash Juju B who made it a thing. Yes. It's really Juju B. It's a triptych. It's really, it's Blair, Juju B, and now Georges, which is great. Oh, so Um, good. Well, Um, I should say, just on the topic of Georges, I think this felt very much almost like a, you know, a a, a chicken nugget that the producers or the editors are leaving in of like Georges' talking head talking about her look and saying, and you know how the judges are reacting. It, it's this very much like, and this is all I have to do, and you know how they react. Because I wouldn't say this was the strongest look on the runway, but it's enough, you know? It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. Um, also, that puffy heart thing behind her like looks so comfortable. Oh, um, Marco would lose uh, his shit on that thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, so the other Drag Race parallel is with Bosco, Bosco came down in that like vampire and white look, and we just saw that with Farida Kant in a Drag Race Italia. Yeah, and Farida posted a little side by side on Twitter. I, oh, she did. She did. So Farida caught it. I was too. about to. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, All right. And I guess you could say there's a little bit of a you know the, the, a detox reveal in the back, but uh, mm. yeah, I you know I will say I think Farida did it a little better, but this was an inspired look. Oh, definitely. I don't think Bosco was inspired by Farida. No, I just think it, it was an inspired a, look. Yeah, yes. th- yeah, yeah, it was just, I thought this was a, you know, a, a cool idea, but um, compared to Farida, it was like, ooh, well, I'm going to get the deluxe with fries, but I love you, Bosco. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, Farida can and Bosco can. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, yeah, <laughs> I'm just making that up. Um, otherwise, you know, uh, Angeria. I feel like Anger- you either loved Angeria's look or you hated it. And I wonder if Angeria's look is what made her not win the challenge. Um, because, I don't know, Daya, I did not love Daya's look. It just, there's this thing with Daya where, like, I can understand, like, oh, like, in the challenge, I stand by what I said. I still think she did well. But in the runway, and just the energy on the runway, I was like, there's something, like, there's something that isn't coming through where like I'm still just seeing like workroom Daya in drag versus like a real mm. energetic transformation, and I'm not reading yes. a lot into a drag show, but I, there's there's no character there. Yeah, no, I don't know what the character exactly, is. Yeah. exactly. I just see the same energy, but now not wearing the H and M shirt and the hat. Yeah, I right. I, yeah, there's just I'm, it's not that the look the look is the look. It's just I'm not getting the fantasy. I guess. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. I I I think we have to name things as they are. Carrie Colby, I love you, but the moment I saw that she had the heart on the right side of her chest, I thought, oh, honey, it's all wrong. That's not where your heart is. <laughs> it's not where your heart is, baby. Am I crazy? Well, it, uh, somebody once told me that the heart is kind of in the center, and the reason we think it's on the left is because that's where the blood pumps first. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, Michelle would say, well, if you have to explain it, it doesn't work. Yeah, but right, I right, think by the right, time right, she got right. to the pantyhose, it didn't matter, you know? Oh, my God. That was the biggest mistake. Yeah. And actually one that I was really surprised. Shocked. That Terry Colby did not kind of catch that. Yeah. yeah. It was, I hate to say this about a, a woman that I love so dearly, but it was, it was a look you go home in. Okay, I mean, I could see her going home in that. I could see, I could have seen Daya going home in that. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I could have seen 
Um, I couldn't. I think Lady Camden was really campy. I, yeah, Camden's was fine for me. I I feel like, and to be honest, Lady Camden, who you know, obviously we're all feeling good feelings about. I, I was not surprised to see her in the bottom three. And to be honest, I actually thought that her look probably saved her over Carrie because I thought Camden faded even more than Carrie into the background. I actually thought Carrie oh, was a I fucking see. delight in the challenge and I didn't realize she wasn't doing well. So, uh, right, whereas right. I felt like Camden Let's, was yeah. a little muted in comparison. So yeah, Georgia, uh, not Georgia's Jasmine. I totally saw in the bottom, especially in this look, I thought it was just like way too simple. And then with, uh, it could have been her against Camden. And then Jasmine would have gone home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that Jasmine was like, you can't even tell it's a wig. I was like, well, there's a lot of things you've been wrong about this week. So I hate <laughs> to tell you, you've got one more. Uh, oh, Jasmine. But the way that she like, I mean, the the like, whatever's got her feeling her oats enough to blatantly cut RuPaul off and say, I'm sorry. Oh, to cut my you off. God. I'd like. I was oh like, well, God. you got nerve. I know that, you know? Yeah, uh, I know that much. Yeah. I, yeah, Jasmine cutting off RuPaul. They could have made that a much bigger moment, and they didn't. Right. RuPaul kind of, like, slipped a kid glove on was like, you were fine. It just wasn't mm. as good as everybody else. I, I, I got to say, I mean, we're all talking about Georgia's getting swimmies put on her arms, and I know Jasmine was in the bottom, but, like, for RuPaul to just like, you know, assume the, you know, for RuPaul to be the paper and to let Jasmine be the scissors in this rock, paper, scissor moment was very surprising. Oh, totally. I was expecting at least like RuPaul to be like, okay. Right. And then just, and then moving on. Right. You know, just very cold. Right. Right. That didn't happen. Um, a, a big praise for Alec Mappa and saying, I love costumes. I mean, say it again for the Michelle visages in the back. Right? Yeah, like, I know. There's nothing wrong with a costume, Mary. Like, that nothing. always feels like the weirdest critique on this show is, well, I'm getting costume. And it's like, yeah, I'm also not giving uh, natural beauty. I'm a drag queen. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. it, there's just like, of course, it's a this fucking costume. This isn't a red carpet, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you boob. All right. You know, I, I will say, I think Alec gave us the last Asia butterfly joke of the season before it officially gets kind of tired, but um, oh, much like it. Asia's what butterflies. But yeah, he says something about like, uh, if, oh, in the deliberations when, with just the judges, it, they were talking about Jasmine's look and if there was something in those hearts that she glued to that red dress to make it relevant for this theme. And Carson was like, yeah, if there was like airline bottles in there, airline you know, liquor bottles. And then Alex said, or butterflies. Well, no, never mind. Butterflies oh do, don't do well on this show. <gasps> so I think we've hit the max oh, now. We've had a lot of them. And I'm not, oh. not in a sensitive way, just in a like, listen, I know a thing or two about a joke getting old. It's getting old. Well, Mary, you say you say that you have to just keep doing it. I know. Then it it'll be funny again. I know, and I don't so. know if this one is going to qualify. I Listen, they should try. I mean, I know, because I've I've asked somebody about it. I asked Tasha Colby. Tasha Colby. Yeah. And she said it was fine. Oh, I asked her later, and she was like... We can't take it! <laughs> and she was talking about her and Carrie. <laughs> Well, no, actually, you might not be wrong. I think you're uh, you're not alone. I think Bosco loves it as well. <laughs> I, I look over and so funny. <laughs> 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 it's so good. 
Mary, you can add so many more from this episode. I know. I just did that. not have the time. There were so many, and I realized I didn't save the original files. So, yes, I eventually will add more. So good. Um, yeah, I, I highly recommend it uh, to do that because she has she has she has like an Evie Oddly type of infectious laugh. It's you great. Know I mean? Yeah, and sometimes it's just like in the background while, while other girls are talking. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Um, oh, um, one, we, yeah, go this ahead, Mara. Tiny. This is so tiny. And then it'll be over in a second. Um, heard that before. But, you know, I was wondering if this week, if you heard that little what thing in the song that plays that I can't get out of my head. No. Oh, here you go. Here it is. <laughs> oh. Okay. I can't stop hearing it. And I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out, like, I've heard, I've heard that before. Uh, and I'm just trying to figure out where RuPaul is sampling that from. I want to talk about the lip sync. Um, I... Sorry. <laughs> the, the lip sync, you know, I was so distracted while watching this lip sync that I didn't really pay attention to Jasmine or Carrie. I didn't care that Jasmine lost her shoe because I was so upset that it was this remix instead of... The ballad we all deserved. The ballad so many of us grew up with. I don't know if there's any other little uh, fagots out there who had the opportunity to be a stay-at-home kid over the summer when they were like 12 and could watch this video on VH1 while their mother was at work and could imagine themselves as Tony Braxton in that white dress with a cutout around the hip. I'm telling you, uh, all I wanted to do was cry in the shower with a towel wrapped around me. <laughs> Because I had lost, what was his name? Tyrese Tyson Beckford was his name. <laughs> Mary, this song is so good. It's also very gay. And we got this remix. And you know what? Some people are like, I like the remix. I'm like, great. I love that you love the remix. We deserved a ballad here. Yeah, I, I, I think that this is such a great song that it would have been exciting enough just to hear the ballad version or see the ballad version. I think it's a good enough song that you don't need to put the sprinkles on it. The, the hex Hector syrup, you know, you could just, yeah. can I just get it plain? You know, just leave it plain on a plate, you know, don't put any hex Hector they, on it. The, the show leans, uh, one of our Marys, I think wrote to us or wrote to me, I don't know about it. And they said like, I think the show just doesn't know how to film ballads. So, like, because they need this high energy, this these dancing, these death drops and shablams and voking and all of the kicks and all. And they're like, let's make it high side. Let's drag. This is glamazons. And there's not these little moments. Uh, you know, we don't get the taste's memory. I was going to say, I mean, um, I, I feel like that's, I mean, there have been examples of, of great lip syncs to ballads like taste and you know, even Natural Woman, you could say, has more of a park and bark quality unless, you know, you're Kenya Michaels and then you've got ants in your pants. But I feel like I think it does come down to the song because obviously, I mean, I think what was great about Memory is that it's a song that is meant to be performed live to an audience. And I think there is a real genius in choosing like ballads from musicals, you know? Mm. This would have been a great ballad. I think a Celine Dion song, there's plenty of ballads. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they just don't know how to film it or even edit it down so that it makes sense. But I, or I, I don't know. Just, you know, third option, maybe there just wasn't much in these performances to show. I mean, I, 
I think that like, yes, the shoe flying off, this is the parallel I saw of um, Jasmine Kennedy performing in one shoe a la Cynthia Lee Fontaine in the Bitch Perfect Challenge. But uh, I mean, I I love Carrie. I knew it was over the moment that she got one of the ly- lyrics wrong in the first, you know, it was, she said, she says, take this pain away and take, instead of tears. And then it cuts to RuPaul and I was like, oh no. No. She didn't grow up with these songs. She didn't grow up with these songs. Be patient with her. She said it earlier. Next one. I know. <laughs> oh, unbreak her heart. Yeah, unbreak my heart. <sighs> Say you love me. Say you love her. <laughs> I mean, the the details that I think are there is a there's a bit of a shot of Deja cheer coach lip syncing in the background kind of as if she's watching the routine you know like she knows the routine and she's lip syncing along but the detail to watch it's very uh for those who watch drag race italia it's very a norma jean watching electro be crowned it's angie watching jasmine towards the end of the lip sync it's in the same placement in the safe zone i don't know Mm. what it is it's probably the makeup and just like the angle of angie's face you know trying to hold that wig up but is this great like look Ugh, it's just details worth looking at but um and and they're later like clutching each other, casting spells back in the safe zone when Carrie's trying to open up that chocolate bar. Oh, I mean, Jasmine turns bar. into a regular Hermione Granger. You yeah, know? I, I saw Grandpa Charlie. <laughs> Go on, open it. Come on. Oh, come, <laughs> come on, on, come on. <laughs> I mean, I think one of our assistant Mary Leanne, I think she had said that it was like lots of, you know, teeth gnashing and sobbing. And I have to say that like Jasmine crying I felt was finally, I finally had a clear visual of what the expression gnashing teeth looks like. I've known that expression, what it means to be like crying and gnashing teeth. I have never seen a better representation than Jasmine Kennedy in the safe zone. Oh my God. It was, it was a lot. It was like, um, oh, was it Jan who cried when her New York sister went home? Britta? Yes. Was that it? That did happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Manila cry when Latrice went home. Like, there's definitely oh, been like, yes. there've been you know queens who've who've uh, uh, sobbed from the safe zone. But yeah, you know, I, I not this is just one lady's opinion. But I was watching the pit stop and Katya was like, I didn't see any tears. And I was like, Wow, you're really coming for her? Because I gotta say, girl, like she cries a lot on this show. I wouldn't be surprised if this was real. I wouldn't be surprised if it was real, too. I, I do love that she called that out because I often have that thought. Uh, and I feel like I'm insensitive if I point it out. Yes. But so, if Katya points it out, it's okay. Right. If fan favorite Katya <laughs> says it, we can co-opt it or quote her yes. and just pretend we're quoting her. But really, we agree. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I, 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 I couldn't help but love that, you know... That chanting moment that, that you know, uh, I bind you, Nancy, from doing harm, harming yes. other people. F- find the gold bar. Let it be the gold bar. Let it be the gold, the gold bar. She's Please calling the, the guardians bar. of the Watchtower of the East. Yes. You know, she's just putting it on. And then, of course, as I just love that the nuance, it's just so interesting every week. It is chocolate. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. And Carrie's delivery of it is chocolate. It is chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is it, chocolate. Oh, I think, yeah. it's, I think it's... Glottal, glottal chocolate. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah. <laughs> it is chocolate. You know, it, it, it's that knowing. <laughs> it is chocolate. 
Yeah. It so is chocolate. That means I'm going to be going home. Yeah, it means this is chocolate. And in her beautiful narrated way, so I guess what that means, the way this game is played, is that then I would leave. And I've had a lovely time. I'm Carrie Colby. It was just like, and this is entertainment tonight. Like it was, yes. even her generic exit was gorgeous because the way she said it. <laughs> I know. Oh, Carrie Colby. Oh. I just love her. I just love her. I'm going to miss her every week. Well, you know, I, I just on the note of Carrie Colby, I, you know, I don't have many notes on Untucked, but there's two little Carrie Colby. We can move them to nuance if you want, or yeah. do you want to talk about it now? Um, I, there, there's just one little thing. I, there's maybe one we'll save. It was maybe, oh, there's one other clip I forgot to add. Let me put it in here while I'm vamping. But, um, I just feel like th- this feels appropriate on the main episode just because we've talked about them as teachers so much that this is kind of seeing Miss Colby in her last day at school uh, that I think you might appreciate because there is this moment from Untucked that was very Miss Colby uh, packing up her classroom. Hi, workroom. Time to pack things up. There's so much stuff. And then the other moment is, of course, when she gets the notes. And I have, this is, this oh, is peak Miss Colby. This is, this is, I have never seen a parallel of, of uh, queens being teachers better than this moment of her reading the letter from Jasmine Kennedy. Mm. Dear Miss Carrie Colby, I feel so <laughs> effing bad that I had to lip sync against you. You have been such a blessing to me through this competition. <laughs> You taught me to be yourself at all times, regardless of who doesn't like you or your choices in life. Oh, precious angel. Uh, I'm going to win for you. You are the reason I was able to come out, and I am forever thankful for that. I love you with all my heart. These are precious, you guys. I mean, like, the way she oh. reads it is so, and yes. I appreciate everything you did. I was like, this is exactly <laughs> what we've been talking about for two seasons. This is why we see these queens as teachers. Yes. So I just thought on the main episode, yeah. that's a fair send off of Miss Colby. Oh, by far. Yeah, no, she, I, I, I love the little commentary she had. While she was reading Oh, yeah. It. Oh, this yeah. is darling. Oh, yeah. what an angel. Yeah. And just yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. hi, workroom. I mean, it was yeah, just... Uh-huh. Right. Oh, right. God. Anyway, I'm yeah. going to miss her as well. I think I saw somebody say on Twitter, and I could not agree more, Carrie Colby is the kind of queen to have, like, an okay track record on her main season, and then she comes back and obliterates all-stars. I mean, one can only hope. Yeah. One can only hope, but that's, uh, yeah. So that is, uh, that's a wrap on Carrie Colby. That's a wrap on Carrie Colby. Marys, if you are listening, thank you so much. If you have any thoughts on the Girl Group Challenge, you can reach out to us on Instagram at allrightmarypod. You can also find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or tasteofreality.com slash allright-mary. You can also email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram at johnnyalso. 
And you can hear even more of me on my other two podcasts in the details, a celebration of nuance or best supporting podcast, a celebration of best supporting actresses. And you can find more of me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And of course, you can get more of both of us on Nuance, the All Right Mary After Show, where the conversation continues not only on season 14, but also UK versus the world. And who knows what else will come up. The only way to find out is to go to patreon.com slash All Right Mary. All right, Mary, before I talk about our last chance lip sync, just a huge shout out to Sister Mary Kaylee, who I came to know is in sort of my friend orbit, but also listens to All Right, Mary. She's a, she's a Mary, and she just got engaged this weekend. So oh. huge congratulations. Big shout out to Kaylee uh, and XOXO Gossip Girl. Um, for our last chance lip sync... I had to go with a girl group. Oh, I thought it was my um, turn this week. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because you had the clip of the week. Uh, but maybe yours can be for the nuance episode. Uh, so I hate, to, I hate to blue balls you like that, much like you did with the whole audience on that you-know-what story. But if you if folks want to know what that is, you just go to patreon.com slash allrightmary. I do want to just say I never mentioned my BSA of the week, and this is maybe we can talk about this in nuance as well, but... Kerry Colby's What You Packin' with Michelle this week is required viewing. It's like next level What You Packin'. You learn so much more about Kerry Colby. Michelle is lovely. So I'm using my BSA of the week as a PSA of the week to go watch Kerry Colby's What You Packin'. Great. What's the last chance lip sync, Mary? Well, uh, did you want to reveal what yours was or do you want to save that for nuance? I'll save it for nuance. It's fine. All right. Uh, well, mine is in honor of our girl groups, but, you know, it, with a modern twist, it is a cover of the classic Then He Kissed Me by Asobi Seksu. I hope I'm saying that correctly because I learned from reading, of course. Uh, I, I'll, I'll tell the story about that song um, in nuance because I love, I love that my sister and I used to do that. <laughs> well, in honor of you and Jilly and <laughs> Carrie Colby and... Uh, everybody else and all those crystals out there not you Diabetti we know you're different Uh, here's Then He Kissed Me and uh, we'll see you in Nuance bye Marys talk saves